0: This is Back to Debbie, a show brought to you by Campus to Kenton. This podcast specializes in collegiate football players and their potential for future fantasy success in the NFL. I'm your host, Mike V. This is my co-host, Corey P. And today, we'll be doing a Senior Bowl primer, just looking at where we are with the accepted invites, talk about what's important about the Senior Bowl. We're also going to check out the portal a little bit, too, because got some portal action. Everyone loves portal action. But first, Corey with the news.
1: And first we'll stop over uh, with the NFL draft. And we've got a few guys uh, declaring uh, starting with Notre Dame quarterback, Sam Hartman, Um, Not an official declare, but he's quoted as saying I'm opting out of the bowl to start preparations for the 2024 draft. So you can expect him to be in there. Uh, USC wide receiver Brendan Rice has declared for the draft. Uh, Texas A&M wide receiver uh, Anais Smith has declared for the draft. Uh, Penn State tight end Theo Johnson declares for the draft. I put out a tweet recently saying he could be like this out of nowhere kind of guy who like has limited uh, production at the collegiate level, but still kind of makes noise in the NFL just because he's a really interesting guy, high end uh high end athlete as well. So um some pretty good testing as a recruit. He'll be an interesting one to watch. And then Kentucky running back Ray Davis will play in the bowl game, but a reminder that he has declared he declared actually or, or announced his intentions like last month. So you can expect him to be in the crop of running backs. Uh and now we'll head over to the portal and talk about some uh uh, some guys entering the portal, starting off with Arkansas running back Raheem Sanders. After a down year over there, he's going to be entering the portal. Uh, Matthew golden Houston wide receiver dealt with some injury issues this year. So he's going to try, try his luck, uh, in the portal. Rumor has, it he has a lot of interest. So he'll be an interesting one. Uh, Trevor Etienne, This one was kind of a surprise, uh, running back for Florida. He's going to be entering the portal. Uh, a favorite of ours, Mr. Colby young, Miami wide receiver. He's entering the portal, uh, Michigan state tight end, uh, Malik car, former wide receiver, uh, Pretty decent recruit as well. He's going to be transferring somewhere to see what he can do. Um, Ohio State running back Chip Traynham has entered, and Alabama wide receiver Ja'Cory Brooks has entered uh, the transfer portal as well. Any here that you are the most excited about or uh, are hoping lands in a certain spot?
0: Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty excited about actually a lot of these guys on this list. Uh, I'm definitely not excited about Ja'Cory Brooks, though. <laughs> I hope <they> the guy <laughs> the best of luck in the G5. Yeah,
1: um, I, I like. I like debated with even mentioning him, but yeah, I think wow. I, we have to. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, he'll he'll end up on a power five roster. It's Alabama, but he'll be like Keishawn, yeah. like Holden and like Oregon, and show up for one game, and that's about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I'm pretty excited about Raheem Standards, like, and Matthew Golden. But Raheem was like, I think our RB one going into the year. The injury plus the added weight, like, it, and the bad offensive line for Arkansas, it's just terrible. So. He hit the portal. I see rumors of South Carolina, like I hope not, but he hit the portal. (laughs) Um, Just needs to find an upgrade at the O-line, which probably really isn't that hard at the Power 5 level. And then, obviously, lose weight and get healthy, which I think is also doable. Anyway, he's doing what I want him to do in the offseason to bounce back, so that's what I'm most excited about. I also love that Matthew Golden's going to go find a quarterback. Mm -hmm. I've heard, like, no rumors about him, though, Uh, so a little nervous about that. And then Trevor Tien was a little bit of a surprise, man, but I'm, I'm also... Excited for him to not split the backfield with Montreal Johnson and then Colby Young, close to my heart. I, dude, I think he just follows Tyler Van Dyke, right? Like he follows Tyler Van Dyke wherever he goes, right? Yeah, that, that's probably, uh, I was thinking that
1: too. Yeah, that that could be a link up because they've had some pretty high moments together, but without each other, it, it's kind of gone downhill. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, anyway,
0: th- those are who I'm really excited about.
1: Yeah, I'd agree with most of those. Trevien is a really interesting one, and you're right. I do want to see him, you know, kind of separated from Montreal um, Johnson in the backfield. This was a guy who surprised me as a freshman and continues to look pretty good. And the advanced metrics look good, like him being the the main guy in a place somewhere. I don't. I, I can't even think of a place like right now. But I'd be pretty excited to see him in a full time role, see what he could do. Um, over to the other side with commitments, guys that we know are headed somewhere. Um, Sam Levitt committed to Arizona State. So that's an interesting one there. Obviously, you know, chasing the so-called quarterback whisperer with Kenny Dillingham. But we also have why am I forgetting his name right now?
0: Jaden Rashada,
1: <laughs> Jaden Rashada over there. So you have to see what happens with that. Um heading over to Oregon where Dylan Gabriel has committed to Oregon. I thought this one was kind of interesting because it was kind of weird that he had joined and you know um Oklahoma was moving forward with Jackson Arnold. So um Everybody kind of assumed that Gabriel might try his luck in the draft, but an interesting quote from him came out saying the reason he went back was because he wasn't invited to the senior bowl and his draft grade was a lot worse than he thought. So I I thought that was kind of interesting, but it kind of lines up with how I viewed him as a, just mainly a college guy Um, uh, over to your alma mater, Kentucky. They get Brock Vandegrift, former five-star quarterback committed to Georgia. Um, a tight end sleeper from last year, Shaman Mateo from Cincinnati. He's going to Colorado to join the uh, Fighting Buffaloes over there. Uh, Bo Nix, a guy that you had said you wanted to see enter the portal, get a fresh start. He's headed over to Notre Dame. Uh, so we'll see if he can upgrade his situation there. I'm not sure if he can. Um, Jalen Conyers tight end. He's headed over to Texas Tech. Another interesting one, because I don't feel like Texas Tech uses the tight end very much, but maybe he can, you know, surprise us there. And I thought two interesting ones here. Uh, three interesting ones, actually, with the G5 headed to the Power 5. Jared Brown going over to South Carolina, uh, Carolina a guy that you've liked. Uh, and then two guys, maybe more for CFF, but I thought it's still kind of interesting. Taylor Green going over to Arkansas here to replace KJ Jefferson. And then Marcus Carroll, a guy that we talked about during our Transfer Portal show, heading over to Missouri to take over that very uh, heavy volume role over there. thought that was kind of an interesting way to line up. Any here that stand out to you uh, that you kind of like the fit
0: or maybe wanted to go somewhere else? well okay stands out to me yeah dude taylor green so they're gonna replace kjj <laughs> with skinny kjj and then they're gonna make my boy raheem sanders thick and ruin his career like i don't know like p- make you up your mind arkansas so <laughs> yeah I, I thought that was interesting i i don't i was honestly like, i looked at this and i was like this is this feels like a copy and paste of like kjj but like they're just gonna run it back like very similar a little less arm talent but like like similar players, yeah. But I'm really pumped about Jared Brown in South Carolina. I, I haven't really been too vocal about him or like really promoting, him, but I always, I, I like the player. South Carolina doesn't really develop like high end route runners. They just they're just not like NFL studs. But this is definitely a stock up for him and a, and a good like career move for him and a team that I think could kind of like use him a scheme move. And I think he's got a specific skill set, so I like that. I do like that for him.
1: Yeah, in South Carolina, for what it's worth, has had guys, you know, be productive in the system. If you go, you know, Antoine Wells two years ago, last year was Xavier Leggett, like maybe Jared yeah. Brown could come in here and kind of be a guy too. Antoine Wells is on his way out. So who knows? He's a, he's a very quarterback-friendly target too, you know, uh, low 8-op player, kind of gadgety right now. It'll be interesting to see how he kind of develops going forward. Um, I don't even know if I – if I like I kind of – I was like, man, I don't know. Marcus Carroll going to Mizzou, I know it's a G5 running back and I shouldn't be that interested, but I just love the way – I think he's going to be – if he – earns a starting job i think that would be very interesting and i'm i am really interested to see what happens at, in this arizona state situation now with sam levitt coming here uh you had just posted in the chat that you actually had uh sam levitt ranked above jane rashada as a recruit do
0: i have that right yeah i think most of us did uh but yeah, yeah. i i did i did have him higher than jane rashada i struggled with jane rashada just then really like i struggle with like the arm talent with him but with sam levitt i liked this whole class a lot of players i liked so I think like this is going to be a legitimate quarterback battle. Like I actually really do believe that it's going to be a legitimate battle.
1: Yeah, and p- part of the reason we kind of like Jane Rashad, or at least we're rising him coming into the season, was because of that that Dillingham connection and just seeing where that went. And yeah. you know, being the only guy there. Well, now Levitt comes in the door. That's that'll be an interesting situation to watch for sure. So that's definitely one commitment that that uh, that sparked my interest.
0: Um, but guys, Van, uh, go ahead. Though. I gotta got talk about Vandegrift. You know, as a Kentucky fan myself, <laughs> I was I, I was gonna let you I was gonna let you ignore that one, but <laughs> let let's hear how you I, feel. Okay, I started off pissed because I'm just like this dude hasn't touched the field in three years. Like a walk mm-hmm. on beat him, Stetson Bennett. I know it's a Heisman winner, but like that was probably the. I think that's the weakest Heisman class. We were given this class, uh, like poop for not being as strong. I thought last year's class was actually abysmal, but um, hasn't touched the field for three years. Yeah, it, it's it's been. It's it made me mad initially, and then I was thinking about like you know like why not, dude Devin Leary like can he be, can he be worse than Devin Leary was this mm. year like like it's kind of hard to say that would happen. So I, I'm I'm approaching this from the why not skeptic view, which is not my thing, but looking at Devin Leary, looking at him, I'm like yeah, why not? Is he
1: not like a? kind of like a dollar store will he doesn't have the arm of will levis i think we can all agree on that but is he not because he can kind of move around a little bit i think he kind of has some of the same faults he sees things like he's not gonna have the arm of levis to like get out of it but he kind of has that same kind of mold i guess you know it'll be be an interesting fit there for sure um Devin leary did not work out last year so let's hope that passing game can look a
0: little better (laughs) have you seen vandergross game log like his games this year no no i haven't okay so he he has like you know, bar- barely any work, right? Uh, oh, I'm just rushing attempts. Excuse me, one second. Yeah, okay, seven or uh, 12 completions on 18 attempts for 165 yards and two touchdowns against Kentucky. When they played Kentucky, he had five completions for 46 and one on seven attempts. I mean, so that's like half his damage was against us. The Kentucky staff <laughs> was like. We need this guy. We yeah. Do a lot <laughs> Who is this guy? I <laughs> to put on a Kentucky year to come around over here. Yeah. You can start.
1: <laughs> I guess you guys are just going to be like constantly just rotating transfer quarterbacks. I guess that's, yeah, the, that's, that's the future of the Kentucky quarterback position. 100%. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right guys uh be sure to head over to the website at campusdecanton.com where you can become a member with one of our many subscription options some of which include access to our draft guides that will be coming out this off season uh cff projections uh our advanced metric tools you see everywhere and the brand new c2c winning edge i think is going to keep you up to date on all the school depth charts during the off season statistical projections the returning production uh through the upcoming off season as well It's probably the best source for the transfer portal out there. He's got the date they entered, where they're going, uh, everything you need there. Uh, So make sure you guys are checking out our family of podcasts and the YouTube channel uh, to help guide you guys through the off season.
0: All right, guys, quarterbacks are being rotated through here on the campus side, and you guys need to be rotating your wardrobe with home field apparel. First purchase with the code CAMPUS, the number two, and then Canton gets you 15% off your first purchase. Homefield apparel is your athletic retro gear for like any of your favorite universities. All the way to like I think like what they get Colorado like minor school, I think, in there too, like minors. <laughs> you know? So if you guys love minors, <laughs> go go ahead and pick up your minor shirts. Oh, over. I'm gonna have to edit that out now. Well, I'm gonna have to cut. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, anyway, let's get back to the show. <clears throat> <laughs> I'm leaving that in, by the way. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, we are, uh, we're talking about the Senior Bowl here. It's a little bit of a primer episode. Uh, we did this actually in season last year. So we're like pushed this four weeks back before Corey told me to pull the trigger on it. Um, last year, we had a lot more accepted invites very early on into the off season. So it's actually been a little bit slower. There's no real reason behind that. I assume um, there's changes saying that Junior's allowed to go to the Senior Bowls now, which mm-hmm. I think they got to rename the bowl if that's what they do. So I wonder if they stick with the brand or not of just seniors or they adjust. So far, I haven't seen any underclass or any third-year players go to the senior bowl. So I think that's interesting. Uh, I think well, they, they said uh, in January. That's what he keeps saying. I keep seeing tweets that the juniors are going to apparently be invited in January. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Well, I'm going to ignore most of that until, until like I see like an underclassman go in there. Like, I don't know how to react to that. I don't know how to like predict that. Um, I know a lot of people thought that was unfair, which I also agree. This is more about getting the shine on the, the guys had to wait, didn't get like the full, you know, multiple year starter, maybe just one year starter or have Mm -hmm. good measurables, stuff like that. So I hope they stick with it. Even so, like, I should have better prepared for this question. Um, There's not that many early declare like wide receivers that go into the draft every single year. It's really not that many. And the ones that do go are the ones that get taken between rounds one and three. I mean, um, let's get into it. The first question I have here, it's just for some people that ask once in a while is how often is the watch list updated? The senior bowl watch list gets dropped around like late August and the watch list has like a hundred wide receivers on it, like 50 running backs. It's like every power five starter. So it's kind of ridiculous. It's a little bit, it's a little ridiculous, but they, they never update it. It doesn't get updated. It gets dropped one time, and that's that's it. That's all that it is. It's a watch list. Um, another question here. Can a player who accepted invites from the Shrine Bowl flip to the Senior Bowl or vice versa? And, I, and yeah, it, it's pretty rare, but, like, they can. I mean, there's there's no obligation to go to one or the other. I mean, you can just say no. It's like when your friend invites you, and then, like, it's Friday night, and you're like, I'd really rather just stay in, eat mac and cheese, and watch <laughs> SpongeBob and go to a club so like it's like that so yeah they can uh like last year uh like zay flowers was really early to commit to the shrine bowl and uh jim Nagy was pretty vocal online about we want him at the at the senior bowl we've invited him to the senior bowl all this stuff like that so you can flip it's it's allowed i don't have any examples of it happening but it's 100 allowed um and to and to this day just to this day i'm convinced Zay flower was paid he was paid. He had nil. Like right, Corey. You think? I think he was paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I'm not too
1: sure. Or if he if he did it, and then he wanted to stick with it, or they convinced him some way to stick with it. Like I think he knew right. Either way, whichever bowl he went to, he might have not been playing. So maybe he was doing them a favor. Maybe he was paid. But yeah, there's definitely something a little bit weird going on there. Um, there's there is also cases like who is the running back? Um, the Texas Tech right, uh, Sroderick Thompson. Didn't he play in both? Because of an injury, he got called up. So I think there's like situations as well where people get called up. Not like it really helps Roderick Thompson though, because he didn't even end up getting drafted. So I'm not, not sure yet. if it, I'm not sure if it helps.
0: But <laughs> yeah. the, the Senior Bowl has a list of, list of players to call up in case somebody gets injured or last minute backouts. Um, now, last year, oh, okay. last year they took him from the NFL PA Bowl. Oh, that was it. Okay. I thought he was a shrine. Yeah. Okay, yeah. No, I, I don't even know. I never even heard of that bowl until last year, until it was in like Mobile, Alabama, and I started noticing that. <laughs> and I don't think any of those guys that did get called up even were drafted. So, anyway, um, yeah, they get called up from that. So it was a little bit less exciting because it used to be like, I wonder who they got in the hotel room nearby. Like, you know? <laughs> like yeah. So um, they didn't have that. I do want to talk about the shrine boy here for a second while we're talking about him. A Little bit of a lack of success compared to the senior bowl. Um, but last year was their best year. And there's definitely guys out there that think that like they're like the shrine bowl is stepping up their game, being becoming real competitors of the senior bowl. So we'll see. But definitely last year was a step in their direction. So Zay Flowers, technically a first-round draft pick. I think that was like their first since I've started tracking the Shrine Bowl since 2015. Uh so congratulations to them. They paid. I think they paid for him, but whatever. We'll move forward. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they had quarterbacks aiden o'connell and uh dorian thomas robinson drafted fourth and fifth round justin shorter from florida got drafted in the fifth at perry in the sixth to mario douglas in the sixth and antoine green in seventh. Uh, they have seven players like school position players drafted that's like a new record for them by like far um and as far as like fancy relevant players like zay flowers this year for sure i think we call that we can probably predict that one for the future but 2020 they had James Robinson and then in 2017 they had Kenny Galladay so it's always worth like following up and watching these guys see what they do but um, again it's oh in 2015 they got Darren Waller but it, it's it's pretty rare to find these guys getting drafted day two or earlier they just had Zay this year last year they had Tyquan Thornton shout out Patriots that really working out for you guys um, <clears throat> 2017 Kenny Galladay was a third round pick like I think that's it since 2015. From, that's it, your day two picks from the shrine bowl for skill position players. For skill position players.
1: Yeah, there was so, guys that like had a little bit li- like Philip Lindsay as a UDFA. You probably a happy Philip Lindsay owner for like two years there before he kind yes. of off. So yeah, that yeah. wasn't too bad. And I will say, like, over the last two years at least, like it seems like I don't know, maybe if they're just rising, a little bit getting a little bit better talent, but at least guys that are making an impact in the NFL. You know, like Aiden O'Connell, like there's people out there starting Aiden O'Connell right now in Superflex Leagues or CTC, DTR, maybe oh, someone right, had to once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but At Perry made a big catch this Sunday. Demario Douglas was doing really good before taking two nasty concussions this year. That's really unfortunate. Going to see, gonna have to see what happens with him. But still, he was yeah. he was like the leading wide receiver for the for New England during like a four week span there or whatever. So they're definitely getting some better <laughs> talent. But which
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, that's a mercy, bro. Some mercy. Did you me. see
1: the picture? The like where they're like promoting uh, the Patriots and it's like a picture of Bill Belichick. I didn't even know what player is yes. they just put like yeah. Bill Belichick. Yeah that was pretty funny but yeah so
0: they're looking at the shrine bowl for talent right now i guess uh well they they actually they um they were the coaching staff that that ran the shrine bowl they like oh you there know, you like, go. yeah which they didn't take that's anyway so tomorrow douglas in a sixth round so yeah i think that's funny i mean the patriots you know what i'm saying they don't draft well they only draft well late so that's <laughs> <laughs> what we do all right let's get on to the next question here um now to read off this thing from the website, sorry guys if it sounds a little boring here. <clears throat> the first round of 20 automatic invites go out at the end of October with another group of 40 priority invites to follow a week later. That order does not matter, by the way. I've, I've also dove into that. Does not matter if you're invited early. Last year, Andre Yoshivas, first YRC were invited, did not matter, and Octavian Wicks, too, also did not matter. Um, by December 1, the next group of 40 in-season invites have been mailed out, so the period of time between the end of the regular season and the college bowl games can be spent on finalizing both 58-man rosters. After the bowl games are concluded, the Reese's Senior Bowl will use emergency invites to fill any holes on either rosters that develop due to injuries. And again, this past year, they just grabbed guys from other, from other bowls. Uh, and then from the website, Again, the Reese's Senior Bowl is the ultimate bridge between college and pro football. Rosters are a mixture of college standouts and potential prospects that project the best to the NFL with a particular interest in those that are rated above the fifth round. The Senior Bowl staff will be compromised of nine scouts of over 150 years of NFL experience. And the staff rely on decades worth of relationships at the college and NFL level to stay on top of all the risers, career backups, late bloomers, and transfers taking advantage of opportunities for their final season now i have seen pictures from the uh senior bowl like staff all together i think it's more than nine scouts i think that's more like closer to 20 and i also want to underline some of the phrases in this statement relationships at the college and nfl level nfl coaches are probably asking for specific names because they want to get a little bit of a closer look at them see how they work see how they move in one v one situations so uh why should you care like this is what this episode is about why should you care about the senior bowl the senior bowl has such a higher rate of players getting drafted than other senior events like the shrine bowl for example there's also the hula bowl the NFLPA bowl uh i think there might be one other one but anyway like it, it's they they dominate i'm looking at last year's class right last year's class pull them up of wide receivers we had six of them go day two and 10 of them go day three I actually believe all seniors day two and in, in the NFL draft came from the Shrine Bowl, with the exception of Cedric Tillman, who was invited but he was injured, so he did not come out. And then obviously there's Dave Flowers who went the first round from the Shrine Bowl. But like it's usually like heavily dominant Senior Bowl. Senior Bowl guys are the ones who get drafted day two. So like this is your who's ever going like that that should limit it down that should cross off your list who's actually have day two potential. It comes from the Senior Bowl. Cord, do you want anything to add to that or? No, I mean, even, I guess just looking at it from
1: like a fantasy aspect too, you know, they, it has, has produced a good amount of fantasy producers as well. You know, I think that's also gives a higher chance to, like you you touched on the wide receivers, but even running backs, they, they feel like a dime a dozen nowadays. This is a good opportunity for them to separate themselves a little bit, uh, make the right impression behind the scenes. I mean, you talked about the wide receiver hit rates, like, Out of the 36 backs who have gone to the senior bowl since 2020, there's only been seven undrafted free agents. And like, they're not always hits on, on the NFL level, but they get drafted. I think part of playing Debbie is, and fantasy football in general is just chasing opportunity, which is why we like draft capital so much. So, you know, even these guys just getting an opportunity is nice. God knows, with how big some of these C2C rosters are, um, how many of our guys go undrafted? so if we could get, you know, your Khalil Herberts, uh, your Elijah Mitchells, or even on the wide receiver side, you're like Puka Nakua from last year. I think the senior bowl gives, you know, a slight leg up to some potential opportunity at the next level.
0: Puka Nakua, who left early, by the way, after a phenomenal first day, you got to pay attention about who leaves early. Usually it's it's because they get word from somebody that they like them a lot, you know, and they're like, you know, draft capital, the bag is secured. Let's not risk it. We got the money bags. Let's head out. Uh, not that I consider fifth round draft capital bag secured, but I thought he had a phenomenal one day. And you know who else also left early was Darius Davis, the TCU fuel stretcher who got drafted in the fourth round, I think by the Chargers. Mm. Who I thought, by the way, Corey, like the first, I think you left the, the third day, but the first two days, if you told me, you asked me who was like the worst, like wire receivers at the bowl, it would have been Andre Yosivas, Darius Davis, and Ronnie, Ronnie Bell. <laughs> I would have never guessed Darius Davis was going to go in the fourth round. I probably gave him a UDFA grade going into the NFL draft. Yeah, he has made a little bit of an impact as a
1: return of this year. I think he has a return touchdown, maybe two this year already. So, okay, But maybe cool. that, that's his angle. He's going to be like
0: more Devin Hester than wide receiver. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought he would have been with a special teamer. But like, yeah, fourth-time yeah. draft pick for a special teamer, like that's kind of rich. Yeah. Anyway that's why you guys should care about the senior bowl and just to go over (laughs) (laughs) just to go over last year right uh they had 17 wide receivers show up to the senior bowl only one was a udfa out of the 17 yeah 16 yeah uh the running back class is always a little bit weaker they only one day day two guys six day three two udfas and then on the uh quarterback side one guy went day two, Hennon Hooker, who was invited. He did show up. He didn't um, obviously participate in drills. He was, he's hurt. But four of them went day three with two UDFAs, who actually are getting buzzed. The UDFAs are both getting buzzed. Ty, uh, Tyson Baggin from uh, Chicago, and then you got yeah. Malik Cunningham who might be playing wide receiver for the Patriots. We are so sad, dude. The Patriots are so <laughs> sad. <laughs> Um, and I also wanted to highlight this too, guys. Like the corners that are coming in, they're like they're good corners. I always like to highlight that for these like 1v1 matchups because it's like you know, we, I talk about internal, external competition a lot when I talk about player prospects. Uh, out of the defensive back groups, so this includes safeties. Uh, they had 20. Let me see this 23. Uh, eight of them were day two picks. Eight. So, Quality safeties. I don't know how many are making a serious impact next level. I know like Tyreek uh, Stevenson from Miami was a second round pick. I know he's getting some buzz right now in the NFL. But again, they, they, there's there's NFL talent here that they're playing against. So when you have guys dominate these 1v1s like like Tank Dell did, you know, like he's doing this against future NFL corners. So you got to take notice. You got to take note. It's it's important. Um, stuff like that. So All right, let's get into it. Are we getting into it, Corey? Let's do it. All right, we're going to go by position group here. So last four, you've seen like an average of like 14, 15 wide receivers go to the senior bowl, uh, 10 running backs, like eight tight ends, eight QB. So Corey and I will be going by like position group. We're going to discuss who's already invited, who we believe will get invited. We want to talk about who we want to see there. Maybe talk about some expectations and some recent su- successes at the position. Uh, you know, and I'm confident me and Corey are going to overlap on our list quite a bit here. So without <clears> further ado. Here are the wide receivers that are already invited. They already accepted the invite. You have fifth year. It's a fifth or sixth year. I probably shouldn't put that in there. Fifth or sixth year, Jacob Cowling from Arizona, Jamari Thrash from Louisville, Ricky Pearsall from Florida, Brendan Rice, Jerry Rice is from, from USC, a guy that I touted for two years, so I'm pretty pumped about that. Mike Smith's success story right there. Xavier Leggett from South Carolina, Devontae Walker, the G5 to P5 transfer, along with Jamari Thrash, Devontae Walker from UNC, Malachi Nelson from WKU, Johnny Wilson from Florida State, and then we had Anaya Smith from Texas A&M. Corey, does anyone stand out to you as your favorite or perhaps one that just stands out to you as a surprise?
1: Uh, I'm sure we both agree that Devontae Walker is pretty up there for our favorite kind of guy, our favorite guy coming over from Kent State. We were pretty in on him during the preseason. Um, the athleticism translated clearly. He was used in so many ways for UNC this year, and he really blew up kind of in in you know, six games or so that he played. So it was good to see that, and he'll make another impression here. He has a good story behind him too that drew a lot of attention, so I think that's going to go well for him. Uh, I really like some of the traits that um, South Carolina wide receiver uh, Xavier Leggett shows. <clears throat> Uh, between his size um his speed um but but just like the overall profile is just really bad from a production standpoint you know like especially considering like he doesn't have an injury excuse um or something going on in the last 4 years for his limited production so completely really unrefined receiver as well winning mostly on the athleticism so seeing him here on those one on one situations you were talking about um how, is that going to help his stock a little bit or does he kind of have the chance to possibly be the next like Jonathan Mingo of this class who was like a guy who was you know, just drafted on the traits really um, kind of blew up in his final season here. So I'll kind of be eager to see uh, how he does. And then I I got to give love to our our guy here, Brendan Rice, too, as well. He didn't necessarily break out or anything, but consistent producer for USC. Everyone was saying wasn't going to be everyone was clamoring for Dorian Singer, but we stayed strong. Uh, finished yes, the second wide receiver. Led the team in receiving touchdowns as well, doubling the next highest number. So really good red zone, uh, red zone threat. Interesting NFL traits, and and should flourish, I think, uh, in this senior bowl setting.
0: Yeah, if I'm going to answer the question, which one surprised me the most was Brennan Rice, because you know me and you have liked him, but it was more of like I started liking that Colorado when he had like those two kick returns for touchdowns. I'm like, yeah. got six foot three doing that, like yeah. you know, with poor town around him. Like I, I kind of like that flash. And then USC was just kind of like a really muddled area. Anyway, I was surprised. I I, don't know this list. I feel like most of these guys are pretty obvious to go to the senior bowl, but I thought I was surprised by him. And I was also surprised by Jacob Cowan, who I think it's, you know, been disappointing, honestly, the last like two years. We really dive into it. So like, he's someone that I I don't think is going to be very high traffic. So he was a bit surprised and just accepted anybody from, but for the most part, I think most of these guys kind of deserve to be here. I really wasn't too surprised. I had to pick one, though. Would've been would have been counting. But, again, very pumped that Brandon Rice is there because we've been touting him. So I'm um, excited to see, like, how good he really is. Because some of these guys, like, I feel like I know what their role is in the NFL level. And other ones, like, Rice, I'm not so sure what his role is next level. Like level. I'm, I'm excited to see how good or not, or not good that he really is. Yeah, he is
1: kind of like a raw guy that kind of, you know, excels at the catch point, excels, you know, uh, making plays on the sideline, but we still haven't really seen, like, refined, like, route running from him really that much. So, um, you know, really good in those end zone situations and uh, contested catch situations. But other than that, yeah, we still have to see quite a bit from him. Jacob Cowing is kind of an interesting one because he had such a successful transition from the G5 coming up from UTEP. There had a good first year with Arizona, and maybe this year was more about the fact that, like, McMillan kind of broke out a little bit uh, and maybe kind of stole the thunder a little bit. Still had 11 touchdowns on the year. Though and had some good games as well, but um, he was sort of feeling like a little bit like a shrine bowl guy, so maybe there's a there is a little bit of surprise there. But um, going off his last year and the jump up,
0: I'm actually I, I would actually consider him kind of a senior bowl guy, okay? I mean, he only had one 100 yard game this year, I think last year, like half his like production came from uh came from like three games. Let me see, yeah, Cal, Colorado, and UCLA, like oh, big defenses, but um, this seems to be like more of a yeah, he got real quiet on the stretch after last year. Anyway, yeah, I, I I thought like the steam was running out, but I was pretty pumped about him.
1: I always talk about guys who are like the Greg Dorches and they and the next like Richie James. Like he's probably yeah. he's probably in that in that spectrum of player.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, the Senior Bowl does like the guys that do the best at the Senior Bowl are those little guys because these one v ones like the advantage is the wide receiver. Like they don't yeah. they have time. They can do like there's no there's no time limit. You can, you have time to like your fancy footwork thing tankdale did that crazy crossover step thing so um (laughs) the route runners should really flourish here uh so the bigger guys uh a little bit harder to show off one guy dude that i do think is also very interesting to me is anaya smith right i i like Anaya Smith has always been like the second fiddle of texas a&m he certainly flashed like some really nice hyper athletics some nice like playmaking stuff so Uh, I think like the senior bowl, like if we did like a whole, like who has the most to gain or to lose, I think a Smith has like the widest range of outcomes. So I'm pretty excited to see him out of everybody on this list. Uh, Corey. Okay. So looking at this list, right, we have about nine names here, not a full team, not a full roster. There's still some invites out floating around in people's inboxes. Players are still trying to play the national championship game. I just want to ask you, are there any like possible candidates that you want to add to your list? Now I was the first one that wrote the show sheet here, so I got to put the names down first, but I want to know if there's any like overlap between our two lists.
1: Yeah, there definitely is for sure. Guys like Jalen McMillan going to Washington. You also wrote Roman Wadoons, they've invited, but doesn't go like, yeah, he's probably not going to end up going. Also the other wide receiver there, Jalen Polk, I think could, could be a guy if you wanted to cool that whole Washington trio. Um, Elijah Badger would have been right up on my list as well. I'm also just starting to wonder if he's going to stick around. Either. I haven't heard anything in regards to him if he's going to go or not. Um, Lad McConkey from Georgia, you've got listed here. I probably would have included him. Xavier Weaver, another interesting guy from Colorado that I also would have included. Maybe Tory Horton as that one, uh, one or two G five guys they pick because they don't really pick. Too many G five guys. When you're looking at the looking at the past, one or two guys. One guy from the FCS that token uh, FCS transfer um, guy that they put in the senior bowl as well. But um, so yeah, Torrey Horton or Ricky White. Your two G five guys here are probably two good options here as well. So I pretty much just named off your whole list. So. <laughs>
0: uh they had, they had a few g5 last year Jalen wayne under yeshivas from the fcs Rasheed Rice smu and then they had the uh cincinnati duo um not duo they only picked one of them sorry Trey yeah i guess
1: I, I forgot i forgot that those guys are should all be included as as g5 last year last year, last to, year. yeah yeah thinking about that now no because houston and dell was also still g5 back then as well yeah you're yeah. right actually yeah there sure. was quite a few g5 guys yeah
0: all right. But anyway, so uh yeah, so Jalen yeah, I think Rome does get invite, but he probably already thinks he's a top well, his dad thinks he's the top fifty pick, so I'm sure he's not gonna go. No real yeah, no reason to don't go. Don't get Kratos after us. Whatever. Um, but I, I think Xavier Rashopo from Miami, I think he's getting an invite. I think Tory Horton off volume alone I don't really think he's I I'm not in the group that thinks he's worth an early day three pick. I, I think Ricky White is the much better. Um, G5 prospect and Tory Horton. So, I got Ricky White from UNLV written down here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think you list, oh, and Jeremiah Hunter from Cal. I don't know. It's kind of funny. You mentioned like they haven't seen any word about Elijah Battery. The other day, I started, you know, Twitter searching names to see if there's any buzz. You know, like just mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, where's my guy, <laughs> jeremy Hunter? Like, where's he gonna do? Is he gonna go? Is he gonna stay? Um, so I hope he doesn't want to play with like his fourth or fifth quarterback in college football. So, I hope he leaves goes to draft or goes somewhere that's going to actually utilize them a little bit better than they do their cow yeah uh but who else do you have on your list that's not on mine yeah no
1: tory Tor harton by the way i totally agree with you on his kind of trajectory like i just uh, a lot of people were talking him up and then when i got to look at a few that i haven't looked at some of his like end of the season stuff but early in the season all he was used was on these like low crossers and and like it was almost like Reminiscent of like Mike Leach, Mississippi State usage for their wide receivers, or it made it so hard to like even analyze the, the kind of wide receivers they could be because it was just like crossers all the time and wide open stuff and then making plays after the catch. There wasn't a lot of like refinement there or ability that you kind of want to see at the catch point or anything
0: like that. So it, I found him to be a hard evaluation. And like most of his production came from the Colorado game. You know, everyone talks about him the way they talked about him in the Colorado game. So yeah. Yeah, everybody stayed up till 2 a.m. like watching that game as well. So that's why people love them. But
1: yeah, obviously my favorite guy on this list is probably going to be Elijah Badger. I think he probably, he even has like wide receiver 10 or a top 10 potential to me. Um, I I think he's a well-rounded wide receiver. I think he's a good yak guy. You know, I love those yak guys. So uh, I'm just not sure if he's going to stick around another guy that I would include on this list, uh, Michigan wide receiver, Roman Wilson. Uh, we've seen him oh, flash a quite a bit. Yeah. We've seen him flash quite a bit this season. We know he's already an athletic specimen. He's probably going to be another one of these guys, a little bit smaller, a little bit shiftier. That's going to excel in these wondrous one, um, situations as well. Uh, that'll go on here at the senior bowl, probably rub off pretty well on a lot of people, especially if their Michigan team ends up winning the national championship. Um, Virginia wide receiver Malik Washington coming over from Northwestern this year, really blew up in this offense this year as like the main guy carried a lot of people to those uh, fantasy championships this year. Um, Trey Harris for Ole Miss. I thought he showed some nice things contested catchability. I wonder if he could be a guy that that could get invited. And I even included uh, a little bit of a size speed guy for, from back in the day at Florida was a very high recruit, and Xavier uh, Henderson went over to Cincinnati this year and kind of had some ups and downs. But he's a very interesting uh, size, speed specimen. And sometimes you know they don't the Senior Bowl doesn't always look at production. Sometimes they kind of pick out these guys who they think have NFL traits, and he could be one of these guys that I think could make an impact at the Senior Bowl.
0: That's another good one too, Trey Harris. I like that one as well. Uh, Malik Washington actually already accepted the invite to the Shrine Bowl. Oh, did he? Oh, okay, so yeah.
1: not not even worth the f- no
0: poor guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jim, yeah, so <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I think Trey Harrison, I, Roman wasn't totally skipped my mind. I definitely would have wrote him down too as well. Yeah. I like that. Some people don't uh, even realize that he is a senior now, but yeah, he is a, he's already been there for four years. Yeah. Thought he was a true freshman. The lack of impact he's had for three years. <laughs> <laughs> don't be mean. <laughs> All right. I'm just kidding. Hopefully Michigan will let, <laughs> jj mccarthy throw the ball sometimes yeah I mean. um yeah anyway the, uh, so we kind of mentioned the hit rates for wide receivers the last couple years uh but again just last year's class of 17 wide receivers six of them went day two ten of them went day three and then one that was a udfa the only one that was udfa actually was reggie wayne's cousin Jalen wayne yeah It's uh, 82
1: 82 but... draft rate over the last three years um, but 40% of those are ending up in day two picks or better. That's pretty good. Uh, those are pretty great uh, hits for the wide receiver. We're getting about two to three hits each year from a fantasy perspective, perspective, depending on what you're going to call a hit, right? I don't, if you want to keep it top 24, some of these names won't fit in, but even going back all the way to 2020, you know, you got Pittman, uh, in there, you're going tw- 2021. You're at Devontae Smith went there. I don't think he actually participated. Did he
0: participate Devontae Smith? I can't remember. I think he, Oh, man, I don't know either. I'm sorry. Yeah,
1: Josh Palmer was also there, though. Nico Collins we're seeing break, uh, break out now. 2022, we had Christian Watson. Uh, Romeo Dubs we're seeing. Dude. John Dotson ended up a first-round pick. Um, and 23, we got Nathaniel Dell. We got Puga Nakua. We got Jaden Reed. We got Jonathan Mingo got good capital. Uh, Palmer might be a guy for the Bucks. So we're getting plenty of opportunity for, from the Senior Bowl for these wide receivers.
0: I think it's easily the position to pay the most attention to at the Senior Bowl. I think you missed out on saying Patriots legend Jacoby Myers <laughs> you, you <need laughs> a pay, but from the 2019 class. Oh, tw- I'd even go to 2019 because that's Debo. That's McLaurin. That's yeah, McLaurin, Hunter Renfro, that's McLaurin if you one. want to include in there, too. Like there's there's good names all the way back to there, too. Yeah. Um, And then just last year's day two class, right? Day two. Rasheed Rice, second round pick. Michael Wilson, third round pick. John Domingo was a second round. He definitely. John Domingo made money at the senior bowl. I'll tell you yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Jaden Reed at the, was second over there. Uh, Trey Tucker was a third round pick, and so was Tank Dell was also a third round pick. So, pretty great group. Um, I do want to say this though, I, because people sometimes use the argument like the practice player of the week. You know how that like comes out, and everyone thinks that they're they're going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. That stuff really does not matter. Last year, Dontavian Wicks won that award and showed did Jaden Reed. <laughs> um, and then for quarterbacks, Jay Haner and like Max Duggan. Uh, I'm trying to see for running backs, Chase Brown and Eric Gray. It wasn't Tajay Spears. It was Eric Gray and Chase Brown. Um, So that stuff doesn't always matter. Usually, I don't really know. Like, it's it's the defensive players that vote on it. So I don't know if there's like an alternative motive, you know, ever, or what, you know, 2022, right? Calvin Austin third was voted the best player and then Christian Watson. So Christian Watson kind of worked out, I guess. But yeah, so... Anyway, let's get on from wide receivers. So let's get on to running backs. There's only there's only two there's only two accepted invites so far. (laughs) Uh, Marshawn Lloyd from USC and then Dylan Lobb from New Hampshire FCS running back who actually somebody asked me about last year. So shout out to that guy. I actually DM'd him after a year. I DM'd him and was just like, dude, I saw this and I want to get back to you on this. Really <laughs> a year, a year later yeah a year later i told him i told him straight up like we first asked like we looked at this guy and i was like i really don't care about fcs products unless they got like a senior bull invite like it's very rare they get drafted at all yeah uh, so shout out to that guy um and then he liked my comments so i don't know i know he saw it he appreciated it uh Dylan Love from New Hampshire, I watched this. One. Have you watched him at all by any chance? I haven't watched him at all, no. I think he's a really comfortable pass catcher. As a runner, I don't want him touching the ball. But like as a pass catcher, though, <laughs> yeah, I think that could be his role at the next level. And then um, Marshawn Lloyd here on this list it kind of makes sense um it's kind of weird like should I ask you if anybody stands out on the list anyone you're excited about uh, yeah years?
1: yeah I think that's uh <laughs> no, I think that's a fairly easy one That's Marshawn Lloyd uh going with years. I'm surprised that they made Dylan Lobby F- <coughs> excuse me the FCS guy that they were going to bring in maybe they're going to bring in two because I've heard quite a bit of buzz about this Isaiah Davis guy from South Dakota oh, me, I believe it is let me stop you right there Shrine Bowl you got he used to go into the Shrine Bowl. Oh, wow! So Dylan yeah. Knob got the call over him. That's that's actually surprising because I guess Bruegler has him like as a top five running back or like his third uh senior running back, I think, coming into this class right now or something. That's so, weird. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. So he's he uh he likes him quite a bit, but yeah, I guess I'm surprised he's not uh, gonna be a guy that's gonna go here. But yeah, the only surprising or a uh, guy I'm excited about on this list is Marshawn Lloyd when USC. my current, I guess, if Henderson goes back to
0: school, we're talking about probably my running back four right now. I do want to say this. The Shrine Bull has not done the best with running backs over recent years. The only no. day two pick was Tajay last year, uh, who's a third rounder. We'll see how he goes. I think mean, he's been kind of flashing a little in the NFL. But um, besides that, though, like Roshon Johnson kind of doing good things. And that's probably about it from last year's class. It's Tajay Spears, Roshon Johnson. Uh, but, yeah, not the best track record. Also, when you're there, like watching them, evaluating them in their drills, Um I feel bad for the running backs. Like it's just warm-up drills. There's nothing really to evaluate. It's not even like, Oh, I can look at their footwork and see how they're doing. Like it's like they do, I think it's like eight or 10 drills a day before they do like seven V seven stuff. But um, for the running backs though, like the only thing they're really doing for you to evaluate is pass protection drills against linebackers. And I think that's a pretty big deal. And besides that, like they do some pass catching one V ones against the linebackers and like that's it like that's that's really it like that's the two things you can look at for running backs and be like to evaluate them otherwise it's just like warm-up type stuff because there's no hitting there's there's no hitting at the senior bowl guys like it's just they wear pads and otherwise they're wearing shorts and like t-shirts you know so it's it's not like full contact they do have full contact drills but like for the most part like no one's going full blast i remember last year chase brown blew up who did he blow up riley moss he blew up riley moss from iowa uh, for a goal line run when they're just like really like doing like two and like wrap ups, they're not really tackling. And everyone on the Internet was just roasting Riley Moss. Like, I don't want that guy on my team. You got drafted in the third round. Riley Moss was a good corner. Like that was kind of disingenuous of Chase Brown. Anyway, sorry, that's that's my spiel on I'm running back here. <laughs>
1: Chase Brown's actually looked kind of good these past weeks. He's actually dealt with injury. He's probably the one guy that is kind of like flashing now here down the stretch. I don't know if there's anything that's going to be there, but shit, man, he looked like he had a little more juice than Mixon. Mixon's kind of been falling off these last couple of years, but yeah, he, he looked like he had a little more juicy. I think he like led the team in receiving this past week, and he's like, yes, actually not looking too bad. So maybe he might be the guy to climb out of this class, but they haven't been too bad. Like, even if we just skip ahead here, when, if, just because it's on the topic here, talking about the, some of the hit rates, like 2021, 100 draft rate, Najee in the first, Ramondra Stevenson, day two, uh, Eli Mitchell, Khalil Herbert. That was a really good year. 2022, also a really good year. Rashad White, James Cook, Brian Robinson, Jerome Ford, Damian Pierce. Uh, In 2023, obviously, jury is still out. Obviously, Ty J. Spears, people like Roshan um, and some of the names you mentioned there. But it's actually not – it seems like it's getting stronger over the last, like, two years. I also just think, you know – some of the way the running back devaluation is going a little bit with some of this, I think we're going to start seeing less and less hits come out of it, but it's still actually a pretty good track record over the past three years.
0: Okay. Making me look bad with my own spreadsheet. (laughs) 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 You shouldn't have gave me this power. (laughs) I was just looking at last year's class. Um, I want to talk about some names I want to see get added to this list of accepted invites, right? Uh, I'm looking at yours. I feel a little stupid. I feel like you got some nice obvious ones in there. I feel a little (laughs) dumb. You got some obvious ones in here, though, too. Like obviously We can get into it.
1: Blake Corum, I think, obviously, is going to be a guy that's going to headline this if he comes in. guy from, from Michigan. We're not going to hear until after they've done their playoff run, but he'll probably be a big name, quote-unquote, to go here if we, if we want to put that. Probably not to us, but he'll be one of the bigger names. Trey Benson from FSU, I think, would be on both of our
0: lists as well. Yeah. Probably the two guys that would headline this class, at least coming into the senior role. Yeah, uh, and Chase McLellan, too. Like he's a senior running back from Alabama. I think he's been disappointing this year. He still went to Alabama, though. He still has high pedigree from his high school days, and I don't really see it on the field. Um, I don't really know if Alabama's going to push him out, right? Like I don't, I'm not really going to sit here and say that because he definitely has one more year, and they made Brian Robinson wait his turn. But like he's had his turn, he really hasn't done much with it. So I, yeah. I wonder if they're going to tell him like they're going to go different directions. But I think Chase McLellan, if that's the case, will come to the Senior Bowl. Um, Taj Brooks, I wrote down Taj Brooks. He just announced he's going back like two hours ago. Yeah, um, which is awesome Co- for CFF, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Cody Schrader from uh, from uh, Mizzou, right? He was a Doke Walker Award finalist. I feel like that's going to land him automatically on the Senior Bowl list. Like He's a high-profile yeah. guy, so he got one vote for Heisman. You got one vote, for Heisman? <laughs> you got the same number of votes as JJ McCarthy for Heisman. So, oh, shout out to shout out to Cody me. Schrader.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I like those guys. I also like another guy you didn't mention here on your list, uh, Amani Bailey. TCU running back who actually had some really nice moments here spent times as like the leader in the power five in rushing. I think he still finished as like top eight. I want to say maybe even top five. I don't even know, but he was actually doing really well there for a while. He kind of, I've called him previously the Jalen Warren of this class. And I kind of think he still kind of lines up that way. The size is the same. He kind of is the same type of player, a little bit of receiving chops, a little bit of that springiness probably doesn't have like the crazy long speed, but he'll be one I think can actually do pretty well here to raise his stock. Um, Going over to my list here, one other guy that I think could do really well. Depends to see what, what what's going to happen with him because I think he has some eligibility left. But Mississippi State transfer Dylan Johnson coming over to Washington this year. Dealt with a lot of injuries as well, but he's been – doing really well down the stretch and he's battling through those injuries, which is nice. He's got that toughness that I think the NFL teams are going to love to see. I don't know if he's had quite the year where he thinks it's good enough to go into the NFL, or if he wants more of a healthy year to kind of go into it. So maybe we'll see what happens with him. Uh, and then another injury guy, an uh, injury case coming back from injury here uh, over at Kentucky with running back Ray Davis, who's, just looked better and better off of that ACL surgery. I don't know if he's ever going to return to that 2019 form. I believe it was now as a freshman, where he was getting you know called the the human joystick there. But he still has looked a little bit better every year. I still think he's you know kind of in that Chris Rodriguez territory to go back to another Kentucky guy for draft capital. And I think and I think he could still end up a good running back three on, on another guy's team. And then two smaller guys I, I threw on the list: George Jordan from from uh, Louisville and uh, Dejan Edwards from Georgia. You know they're always at least kind of got that Georgia running back. Back there. I don't think they've, I don't think Dejan Edwards has had like the best year, but I still think he's going to probably get the invite. And Jorah Jordan, just a little bit
0: small for me in NFL purposes, but has had some explosive tendencies as well. Do you think Dejan Edwards is a like better prospect than Kenny McIntosh who was invited last year?
1: Oh, I would probably line them up as like a lot of people like Kenny McIntosh last year. <laughs> yeah. I, I was never on that train as much. I think both of us weren't really on that train as much. And Dejan Edwards does kind of fall into that spectrum for me. If he gets drafted at all, I think it's going to be like it's round six, round seven.
0: Okay, yeah, that's where Kenny McIntosh was taken. I, I also like, dude, I got bullied last year for for for, uh, for Kenny McIntosh. So I had him down. I think it was like an early day three, and then he went round seven. So, oh yeah, it was oh, the Georgia way. running back home. And dude, it was it was the Georgia running yeah. back home. Um, uh, Ray Davis is going to the Shrine Bowl, by the way. Oh, the he nobody. is. Yeah, the three uh, for the Shrine Bowl are Ray Davis, Joar Jordan, and Isaiah Davis from South Dakota. That legit seems like a big name for the Shrine Bowl. To me, I mean, maybe a little bit. I don't know. Maybe yeah, because I, I still think I, I don't know. I think end of the season before the invites went out, I thought Ray Davis was you know mid to late day three. So yeah, so
1: that's kind of that's a good get for the Shrine Bowl, I guess.
0: Yeah, and Joar Jordan, like these are like talkable names. Like, these names are talkable. You know, they're not no bias like they're yeah, yeah. I like that. Um, good list there. Good list. I felt I felt dumb not putting Dylan. I didn't put Dylan Johnson on my list. I felt dumb. Uh G five guys. If you had to put a G five guy in, who would be your guy? Blake Watson from Memphis. Yeah, yeah. I think I like Blake that. Watson's actually an NFL level pass catching running back. Uh I don't think he's gonna be very effective on the ground, but I, I actually do think Blake Watson can catch balls out of the backfield at the NFL level. So kind of like an Evan Hall. You know, like I, I think he's yeah on that spectrum. I like that call, actually. He'd probably be one of the
1: folks. For some reason, man, I just, I just think those, that those lead lineage is going to come through. And we're going to see like Frank Orr Jr. get a, get a senior bull. No. I think, that, <laughs> uh, Maybe not. But um, the leader in G5 this year, Kamani Vidal, is kind of an interesting guy, too. 5'9, 218 pounds. He led the league, in, or he led the G5, at least in missed tackles force. Had some Power Five interest as a recruit as well. I wonder if he's a guy that might be on their list as a, as a potential senior bull guy as well. So maybe an interesting name to keep track of
0: i sometimes i i have at least at least once i want to say twice this year turned on his film and quickly turned it off i (laughs) i've never watched the down of him i just saw that he had the g5 yeah it's because of the stats i'm like i gotta click on it i know like this will be talked about in the off season and i'm just like i don't want to watch troy i don't want to watch him run down the middle (laughs) i don't want to watch this guy yeah anyway hope something will talk about more later um good to move on to the quarterbacks let's do it all right, let's talk about the three accepted invites. There was one that was accepted this week that I don't feel like I ever saw an announcement for. Did you see Joe Milton accepted his invite? I did. I saw that. I didn't see like his announcement or anything, but uh, yeah, I no, saw I like didn't. the senior bowl announcement and stuff. Okay, I didn't see that at all. So that was a late catch for me updating this sheet. So Joe Milton is one of the accepted invites, and then Michael Pratt from Tulane, who was definitely rumored to get to being offered bags of money this, this year in last year for the, for the portal. So it'll be interesting to see if he withdraws his name. Uh, Spencer Rattler from South Carolina, who was a very hot name a couple years ago before losing the job to Caleb Williams, comes to South Carolina uh, at least once a year. He gets like a big game where PFF puts out a graphic saying, it's Spencer Rattler back. Uh, so he'll <laughs> be talked about. Um, I, I'm really excited about Michael Pratt. I feel like C2C as a whole – I feel like I feel like I feel like Chris Moxley actually started this train right, so I'm not really so sure. But I think C to C as a whole is all kind of like somewhat believers in Michael Pratt to a degree. Like a guy that definitely has the tools. He's a winner. Like every single game I see like NFL level throws. It's just not consistent. It's like one or two, like not like one or two, but it's always like a handful of throws. And don't really ask him to do much either. So it's it's been a little bit frustrating to like not see the production profile look like something mm-hmm. you would want to see out of a top pick, but like he's He's going to be like a day three quarterback, but I'm like rooting for him. And I might even draft him someplace in the dynasty leagues and stuff like that. Yeah, he's an interesting guy, and I I think
1: that when everything's working well around him, he does pretty well. But one thing I've always said about him is, like, we always talk about quarterbacks you want to see work better within structure. I think he works good in structure, which is, you know, 80% of the stuff you're doing in the NFL. It's the out-of-structure stuff that I actually don't think he super excels at, you know, getting on the move, throwing on the move, the accuracy starts to get off a little bit, the ball starts to flutter on him a little bit when he's on the move. So, some of those things, I think there are going to be things that hold him back a little bit in the NFL. The one guy that I'm probably the most interested in this group, obviously to me, is Spencer Rattler. I just think i think he has the most opportunity to do something here because the whole thing with him is his attitude and is he willing to actually learn is he willing to sit down and be a guy i think these last couple of years at south carolina have fixed his his outlook a little bit of uh or his character the way people have, have looked at his character a little bit more like a leader and stuff like that at least coming out of south carolina let's see if he can you know bump heads with a couple nfl guys rub off the right way um and not look like this little whiny kid that Came from Oklahoma, who was whining when Caleb was taking his job, and he was throwing a bunch of interceptions. And I think, I think he's definitely got the
0: most to gain from being here at the Senior Bowl. Yeah, out of these, out of these three for sure. Um, yeah. Talking about names that aren't on the roster yet that I want to go see. I just let's just get the trio out of the way. The trio from uh, the Heisman voting, <laughs> like Bo Nix, Jaden Daniels, and Michael Penix. Like they're they're all going to be invited, right? Like all three of them will yeah. be invited uh i'm just really curious to see if Jaden daniels actually goes or not i've we but i'm gonna talk about me though have finally come around to Jaden daniels being a first round pick i just i don't like i'm i will always be caught up on why he not improve for those three years in a row uh sophomore junior so well i guess yeah in the senior year so his second third and fourth year of college football like just, there's just no improvement there until this year mm-hmm. so um that's my hang up on him but if he doesn't go, I'm going to assume that he got word from the NFL. Like the draft advisory board told him like, Hey, we think you're an early round pick, you know, and then there's nothing for him to really gain by showing up. Yeah. I do think like, I agree with you hundred percent that
1: he, he showed no growth at Arizona state. Like when he, those three years that he was there flashed as a freshman, we saw a bunch of tools that made us buy in, but we just never saw develop If anything. It went kind of like downhill. It became a little bit more inconsistent, a little bit more erratic. I just don't think they were developing him properly there. I will say when I look back at like that LSU season, the first year, I just see somebody who was playing safe. I don't necessarily see a, Bad quarterback, I guess it was a guy who took off and ran a lot, but yeah, it was, yeah. He, yeah he was fairly accurate. It was kind of low A dot. He just wasn't pushing the limits, but I feel like I saw some growth there. And then he combined he combined that with an offseason of knowing when to push the limits, knowing where he could go with it, being more comfortable with the weapons, and then we saw it all come together this year. So I feel like LSU was really what turned him into this quarterback, kind of and kind of helped develop him. So credit to the guys there, I guess for kind of for kind of aiding him along these past two years. So I think he's probably not. He might get the nominal invite but uh he's gonna be a, probably a top 15 pick in the nfl i'd say
0: yeah and i've, I've always talked about the play calling being simple and you kind of just kind of expanded on that a little bit yeah. there too but i also wanted to add though maybe like it wasn't because they didn't have the proper weapons either uh you know they mike brian thomas developing to be that nice field structure that you yeah. sort him. Of malik Butte neighbors was, another year better as
1: well occasion booty oh, it's still coming off the achilles or whatever he had so yeah yeah that could be something yeah. too
0: could have been like the weapons around him too weren't built for a better playbook so anyway That's Jaden Daniels, though. Bo Nix, low-A dot guy. I don't know. There's (laughs) a lot to talk about Bo Nix.
1: He might headline this class. Him and Rattler, maybe Pratt, too, I guess, might headline the senior bowl group. Michael Penix? Michael Penix might show up, too. If he shows up, I don't think he'll show up. Maybe. You
0: you, know, you think he's high enough for that? Uh, I don't know. Games? I think
1: – I don't know. I feel like these guys who playing in the playoffs and stuff, and they'll, like, usually – you know, I'm a little bit tired. Oh, the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, right? So, like, Bo Nix, uh, he'll probably not even play in the bowl game here, right? So he'll get a lot of time off to start preparing for the NFL draft and potentially go to the senior bowl if he wants to. So
0: Yeah. Uh, again, A name that you wrote down your list that I, I borrowed, but uh, Brady Cook from Missouri. Uh, he- mm-hmm. Definitely like a new system in Missouri, it it hit off right away. Brady, like, we don't know what we think about Brady Cook as an NFL pro athlete, but he executed that, that scheme like well. And if you can execute schemes, like be a system QB, I think that's a minimal requirement for an NFL draft. So I, I do think he's NFL draftable. I think he's
1: draftable. Yeah, we gave him, like, a hard time as a passer, like, his first year. And, I mean, it was his first year starting at, at Missouri last year where, I mean, Luther Byrne was still a freshman. And maybe that's part, another part of the reason he flourished this year was Luther Byrne coming into his own as a wide receiver. But pretty much on the same volume he threw for last year was more yards, uh, more touchdowns. He dropped his turnover-worthy throw rate. He increased his big-time throw rate. Um, he still added that little touch on the ground. You know, but he did more through the year. I, like, hey, he's probably, like, an interesting day three type. He move around a little bit. Um, He's shown enough progression, I think, to be a competent passer. But he's backup level at the NFL. You know, if you got a guy who moves around a little bit, somebody to throw in, you know, your Nick Mullins types, your those kind of types, I think he could probably fill in in that role. Is he a better prospect than Missouri quarterback Drew Lock? <laughs> I guess not, because Drew Lock was a first round pick, so he's probably he probably I guess he probably doesn't line up with
0: that. <laughs> uh, Drew was a third rounder, I think. Drew Lock's a third rounder. Are we sure? I think he went to the Senior Bowl too, second rounder, 2019. Oh, was second rounder. Okay, why did I think he was a first rounder? I don't know. I don't know. All right. <laughs> um. Anyway, though, uh, anybody else you want to add to this? Uh,
1: I don't know if I would even include these names. Graham Mertz, you said, is going back to Florida, right? He would be yeah. somebody who I'd maybe Very consider. Confident. Um, and then you know, I don't know if Talia from Mary Lintart. Uh, to his brother, I don't even know how to say that last name. I suck. Tonga Vailoa, T- Talia Tonga Yeah, so, um, he's been a long time starter. He just hasn't really shown any progression. With that. The arm doesn't seem like an NFL talent. Like, he's a guy that I feel like would be pegged for like a Shrine Bowl, but he's maybe a guy with a lot of experience that could be part of this class as well. It's not looking like the greatest class, and it hasn't really looked like the greatest quarterback class for the past two years. Um, so maybe this kind of this is kind of guy that could slip in, but not
0: definitely not somebody I'm
1: you know is one of my favorites or anything, but a name I could see in there.
0: Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Ready to move on to tight ends? You ready to move on to tight ends? Yeah, I guess so. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Tight ends, right? We all hate tight ends here. But anyway, tight ends. uh, We've had some recent success here out of the the Senior Bowl for tight ends. So um, two years ago, 2022 Senior Bowl class, we had Isaiah Likely, who's had a big game last night for the Ravens. We had Trey McBride, who's a second-round pick and tearing it up right now for NFL and for your fantasy team. Uh, Greg Dolce is... Is a guy. Oh, Jake Ferguson too. I didn't know Jake Ferguson. I had to highlight his name. Jake Ferguson also from that class too, from tight ends from two years ago. Oh yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. Jake Ferguson was in
0: there. Yeah, fourth rounder. Greg Dolchik was talked about. Dame Bellinger was fun for like one month. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, th- and then last year's group was Luke Musgrave, who got drafted in the second round. A little bit hurt. Like I mean, that's like his whole college career was him being hurt. So anyway, so I guess he's staying consistent. Love that. Um, and then we'll see about the rest of these guys here. There's really nobody else making waves. So, this year's tight end class, we. Oh, go on, go on. No, I was gonna say. I think Dalton Kincaid was invited, wasn't he? because the injury issues, he could, he didn't end up going. I think he was invited. Though. Yeah, that's correct. That's correct. Yeah. Um, I actually did leave that off the sheet, so I'll write that back down. <laughs> but anyway, uh, this year though we have. Four accepted invites so far. Ben Snott from Kansas State. We have Jaheim Bell from FSU, formerly from South Carolina. So he'll be reunited with Spencer Rattler. That'll be interesting to see if they have any chemistry. Uh, Jared Wiley from TCU. And then Brevin Spanford from Minnesota. Four names in already. Corey, any takeaways from these four names? Yeah, I think Ben Sonata's a guy that we've talked about that may
1: be more of like an H-back type, but still a, a pretty interesting guy. He flashed this year for Kansas State, the uh, the team of back to Devi. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously a little bit cheering for him. I haven't gotten a chance to watch uh span Ford very much, or Jared Wiley. Uh, Jaheim Bell is another interesting guy, a guy that I feel like I've compared to Marcel Reese in the past. If you guys remember the fullback slash tight end for uh, the Raiders back in the day, I think he kind of has a lot of the same things. It's it's the size that gets me with him. Cause I think he's more on at 6'2, to uh, like two thirty range. So I think he's going to be more, that's going to kind of be his usage, the kind of usage you, uh, you can expect from him. Um, so yeah, I think Ben's not probably the most interesting name on this list for
0: me. Same here. I'm really not interested in Brevin Spanford, or I lost the name, uh, Jared Wiley, or really Jaheim Bell. Jaheim Bell is always been like an H back. Like you're gonna yeah. scheme him touches and stuff. he. I always thought Jaheim Bell was more like a discount brand version of uh, John U. Smith.
1: Yeah, Jonathan, I guess that, that could be that. That's like the upside almost. I think. Yeah, that's the upside. <laughs> yeah, that's the yeah.
0: upside one, and so you really. So I'd rather not deal with that at all. But Ben though, I think, could be a real winner out of this group so far. So. Excited to see him. I think he's currently my tight end three in his class, so we'll see who else they add. Speaking of who else they might add, Corey, who do you want to see get invited? Uh, Well, the first name on my list is the guy from Colorado
1: State who kind of flashed this year. He's the top of the name on your list as well. That's Dallin Holker, the wide receiver. Uh, No, sorry, the tight end um, for Colorado State. He flashed a little bit this year um he kind of has the same type of build as greg Dulcich. that's kind of the common comparison that i've been made uh he doesn't flash that much as a blocker but he is a really good receiving weapon which is kind of where the nfl is kind of going now so he's a name that i could see coming here as well and then another one of my favorites at least for a tight end because i don't have many favorites at tight end but he was a former wide receiver so that's maybe why i like him but trey Knox, south carolina tight and formerly of arkansas you know flashed as a wide receiver as a freshman then did this conversion to a tight end and he's actually done really well with it he's Carried the extra weight well. He still looks athletic. And his blocking grades on PFF are actually pretty good for a guy f- coming as a wide receiver that you think wouldn't be good at blocking. But he's like one of the top blockers in the SEC as a tight end. So uh, I like to see that from him. I like to see that complete package from him as a tight end. I think the conversion has worked out well. And I think the athleticism he has might surprise people at that at senior bowl.
0: Yeah, I do I I the whole narrative of wide receiver converting tight end, like I think that's always fun to follow. Uh Greg Dolchik did it for UCLA. Yeah, uh, Darren Wall did it in the NFL. Like I think that's so late and so rare. Um <laughs> in the senior bowl last year. Sorry, in the senior bowl last year, I got they like moved Elijah Higgins over to tight end like day yeah. three. Which like, he is fun. right now. He's a tight end for Arizona. Is he?
1: Yeah, he's he made a catch or two or something like that when they were like dealing with all their problems. But yeah, he's actually a tight end now, yeah
0: good for him good for him i thought he was with miami for some reason so um yeah so down holker though uh also from kansas university was uh state university was trey mcbride i feel like the helmet scout there so anyway it could be cool to see him uh get the invite here i i put down benjamin Eurosec from stanford who Mm -hmm. that was a good one yeah he He did get he got an awesome first like week one but then it's been really quiet ever since he's been a guy that just hasn't been consistent and i think that's more on the school and the program than it is the player uh but i would like to see him get the invite i, I think he could be a shrine Bowl guy but I, i'll be someone interested in him no matter what uh, stanford guys tend to somehow figure it out in the nfl yeah really, just weird. all around good guys usually like like guys who can do a little bit of everything at least even if they're not like the best athletes zach erds i think dalton schultz is also from from um stanford so gotta yeah. look out for that uh, and then the duo here, and this is more of an if they're healthy, which I don't think they are because I'm not really keeping up with them at all, but mm-hmm. Eric All and Luke Lachey from Iowa, you know, yeah. always kind of mention the Iowa tight ends every time we talk about the NFL draft. So um, depending on if they can get healthy enough for the senior bowl, this could be a spot we might want to see them at. So those are my older two names here. That's really about it. Yeah, I like I like the Iowa State tight end.
1: The health will be a big thing, but both guys that we think are pretty good athletes and have both flashed at different points of their career. Like even Eric all flashed a little bit when Luke Lachey went down and Luke Lachey was flashing in the beginning of the season. So I don't know what their eligibility is, but they could return as well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. So they might be nice names to add to this list though.
0: Yeah. Uh, Corey, is that going to wrap it up for us on tight ends? I think so. Guys, that's going to be it for us this week. That's going to be it for the senior bowl primer, right? Make sure you guys check out. Next week, we're gonna have a special guest. Special guest. Um, that's all I'm gonna say. It's special. Ooh. Maybe, maybe charcuterie board themed episode next week. Might be. <laughs> anyway, guys, from Corey and from Mike. Good night. And oh wait, Corey, are we Corey? Are we doing the after show
1: this episode? Uh, I think yeah, we can do it if you want.
0: Yeah, I'm alright with that. Alright, yeah, let's do the after show. All right, yeah. guys. See you at the after show.